It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope it's starting off well for you. And you know, I, I have to say, I learned a lesson yesterday. My dog, who was with a dog sitter for the time that I was at Gettysburg. So from Thursday until I picked her up yesterday afternoon, she was with the dog sitter and... I actually had a chance Thursday to clean the house out while she was gone. Uh, I dropped her off, went back home, did a big cleanup before we left for Gettysburg and got everything perfect. Now, summertime like this, she sheds constantly. She's constantly shedding. And no matter how much I brush her every day, I don't get it all out. And she does not let me give her a bath at home. She won't get in the tub. If uh, she does get in the tub, she freaks out. She only likes being groomed by one particular person. And that person is booked in th- uh, booked through August. So as we were coming home yesterday from the dog sitter, I said, well, you know what? We're going to go over to the pet shop over here where they have the self-wash station. And we are going to give you a bath before you go in the house so that we can get rid of all the extra fuzzy fur and, you know, get rid of all the stinkiness and get you into the nice clean house. And I brought her over there, and it worked out well, giving her the bath. Dried her off using the dryer, and then drove home. But now the problem is my car reeks like wet dog, and now I do too. So should you happen to encounter me at some point during the day, just know that this is not my natural odor. This is not my usual scent. I don't usually smell like this. I smell like a combination of Irish spring, cool water, and... uh Gillette deodorant. So if if you smell the wet dog on me, it's a one time thing. I don't know how I can uh, I don't know how I can fix that next time. Maybe just leave it up to the groomer and make a regular appointment. Anyway, so we've got a lot of things that we can discuss this morning. Of course, we'll talk some more about fifties night, which is happening tomorrow. As you heard yesterday, there's going to be some additional food trucks. There's going to be some additional music and even some additional car clubs. So there's going to be a lot of new and exciting things to see and experience at one of New Bedford's most beloved events. And I had some folks reaching out to me last night asking for more information. So I'm I'm going to just relay that 50s night for those who are attending... Those of you who just want to go downtown, walk around, listen to the music, see the cars, experience everything that's going on, it's free. There is no admission fee for Joe Jesus' 50s night. It is free. If you want to show your car, there is a $10 entry fee per car. 
and the first 200 cars will get a 50s night dash plaque. And that's that's something that that people who own classic cars will collect. They'll go to these different car shows and car events and they will show their car off and they'll collect those dash plaques. So the first 200 cars, and there will be well over 200 cars down there, but the first 200 cars get a 50s night dash plaque. And it's a $10 entry fee per car. Now, I have I actually did a couple of car shows when I was younger. When my cousin had his two Barracudas, he would have one and he would have me drive the other. And then when I had my Trans Ams, I would bring those, even though they were total pieces of crap. There was nothing to show off with those Trans Ams, but I still did anyway. Because I loved them and I was proud of them and people still looked at them and thought they were cool. Even though the first one I had, it was red. But it had a primer gray hood. And I always thought, well, I'll get the hood painted to match the rest of the car. But uh, the car, it had over 400,000 miles on it. I bought it from somebody who delivered newspapers in it every day. I'd probably still be driving it today if I hadn't smacked it into a tree. But I used to like to show that off. And then when I had my second Trans Am, which was never, as they say, legal, every once in a while I would show up at something with it. But for the most part, I tried to keep it under the radar. Always intended on getting it legal, but just never did. I, I, I made the mistake of buying a car, a project car. Like right around the time my son was born. Eh, you're not going to have a lot of extra money for things like that when you have a baby in the house. Anyway, so that'll be all happening tomorrow. It kicks off downtown at 5 and it goes until 9 p.m. That's downtown from 5 to 9. But we'll have the music playing for you here on WBSM from 3 to midnight. So we've got a couple extra hours before the event, a couple extra hours after the event. So even if you go down there and you don't have the WBSM app playing on your phone in your ear as you're walking around because you want to listen to all the live acts that will be playing down there, you'll still be able to hear all that music on your way home or on your way there. And that's brought to you by all of our great sponsors who help make the 50s night broadcast here on WBSM possible. Leech Auto Body, Shooting Supply, Empire Ford Inc. of Fall River, formerly known as First Ford, Market Basket, Gaspar's Linguisa, Empire Ford of New Bedford, Cottage Street Motors, Jose Matos of Advanced Financial Group, and Vineyard Wind. All of these groups working together, all of these organizations and businesses working together to make sure that we can provide you great 50s music all day long tomorrow. So yesterday, the New Bedford police uh, announced in the afternoon that they were going to be having a press conference related to the officer, the detective rather, being shot. And we were able to get more information late in the morning. If, you're, if you were listening to South Coast Now, you heard me pop in with Chris and Marcus to, to give that update. The information that we had was later confirmed by the police. So if you remember yesterday, we were telling you that we were told that he was doing surveillance and that he was shot in the face, but that it was not intended for him. And the police came out and 
confirm those details. So this was, I, mean, I hate to use the phrase wrong place, wrong time, because the detective was doing his job. He was doing, conducting surveillance on these gangs. And when one of them opened fire, he was struck by a stray bullet. So he was shot in the face. He drove himself to St. Luke's Hospital where he remains undergoing treatment. But the injuries, are, as we mentioned, are not life-threatening. But even if they're not life-threatening, this is still a serious situation. And I'm not saying that as in he's in serious condition. I'm just saying it's a serious situation. Being shot is probably not a good thing anytime, but being shot in the face. Think about all of the mechanisms, motorisms. Motorisms, is that the word? Think about all of the way that your face operates. And think about what could be the side effects of this shooting. He may not be able to speak. He may not be able to properly move his mouth or properly emote. So we'll see. He is expected to make a you know full recovery, but we'll see what happens in that regard. Now, in terms of suspects, police did say that someone did show up at the hospital with a gunshot wound that appeared to be connected to this case. Someone shot in the foot. I'm sure we'll get more information as the investigation goes on, but what was interesting was that yesterday they held a press conference. The mayor was there. Chief of police was there. The DA was there. And this is something that people have been requesting, asking, saying should happen when we have some of these incidents that happen in the city. And the, the, the comments have not flown by me on social media where they say, well, it's great. They can have a press conference when it's an officer who shot. But when it's a civilian that shot, we don't hear anything about it. Now, and I agree, that's true for a lot of cases. I, as we've talked about before, how much do you need to know when something like this happens? I think in this particular case where a police officer was shot, there's a couple of different, a police detective was shot. There's a couple of different reasons behind why you need to stand up and speak to the public about it. One, you have to make sure that people know that it's safe, that this was not a gang saying, let's just go out and cause havoc. You need to tell the public that there is no threat to the public. So that I think is first and foremost. Two, you have to let them know that this is not a targeted attack on a police officer. And they made that clear, even with the limited details that were put out at first, where they said, you know, we don't think that the, the officer was, the detective was the target of this shooting. It just was a stray bullet that struck him. He was not intended to be shot. Because otherwise, you have people wondering if it's 
all-out war on the police. Third reason, and they made this clear yesterday when they released additional details, no, not neither the detective, Detective Gilbert, or any member of the New Bedford Police Department fired their weapons in relation to this. That's important to note because this was not retaliatory fire toward police and the person who was shot in the foot was not shot by police. Those are important things to note. So I understand why you need to have a press conference and and discuss the details of this case. Plus, anytime a police officer is shot, or a police detective in this case, the Boston media, the Providence media, descend upon the city. And as Chief Oliveira said, I think he said it's been about a decade since an officer was shot in New Bedford. But when that happens, everybody's going to descend upon the city because they they want to cover the story. It's a sexy story for their news broadcasts. I know it's a horrible way to put it, but that's that's the way they look at it. So they're going to come and descend upon the city. And they're going to be looking for answers. Now, I can just tell you, just to give you an idea of the volume of media requests when something catches the attention of the local news, of the Boston and the Providence news, over the weekend we had a situation in Wareham where there were two young men riding a dirt bike on the road. Don't do that, kids. They were riding a dirt bike down the road at night with no safety lights, no tail lights, no headlights, nothing. They weren't wearing helmets. They went to turn from Marion Road onto Gibbs Ave and they struck an SUV and the two young men riding the dirt bike were both killed. Now I woke up to, I was out Saturday night doing my, you know, paranormal convention stuff. They actually had a karaoke contest as part of the convention and then a little after party. We got back from dinner a little bit late so we went to the after party And then a microburst hit right in the parking lot of the hotel. So we watched as, you know, tents uh, that were outside for the event are flying down the parking lot and smashing into cars. And, oh, it was nuts. But anyway, by the time all that was over, I just went up to bed and I crashed. I didn't see anything about any news. Woke up the next morning and I get the WBSM news emails on my phone. And our inbox is blowing up with people from... Boston and Providence markets asking what details we have about this situation in Wareham. And it was, it could have been a form email. That's how much, how, that's how similar all the emails were from one to the other. And they, there was just, there was about a dozen of them. And I think it's because at some point Wareham police sent out an email about something and they sent it to all the media. And I think these networks were hitting reply all or something because they weren't directed to us. They were directed to Wareham police. Sometimes news outlets will reach out to us and say, you know, what do you know that that the police aren't saying? And generally we share information. But I didn't know anything at this point. It was these emails that led to me finding out about it. 
But that's what happens. You have something that catches their attention. They all descend upon the South Coast. And I think that that was definitely going to happen with this detective being shot. So I understand the need to have the press conference. But now what happens the next time a civilian is shot? Will you hold a press conference? I get not doing it when they're suspected criminals themselves, when it's suspected to be a gang member. There was a shooting a few weeks ago in which the person who was shot had a lengthy criminal record. So it seems on the outset that this was gang activity because one of the, the shooter was a gang member. So this seems like it was gang related activity. And you're obviously not going to stand up and hold a press conference about that. But I think that there's an appetite within the public for more answers from elected officials, from the police department, from law enforcement in the region when something like this happens. 508-996-0500. Going to take my first break of the program. We'll be back in just a few moments. And in just a few moments, we'll be going into the news. But uh, just a reminder to all of you out there to make sure that when you wake up in the morning, check out SeizeTheDeal.com because every day when you go there, you'll find new, great, terrific deals on local restaurants, local merchants, all kinds of great deals all at half price. And right now, if you go there, you can get a $50 gift certificate to Alianza Restaurant for just 25 bucks. You hear me talk about Alianza's great... Oh, nope, 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 nope. I just refreshed it. It already sold out. That's how quickly these go. But don't worry, there's still plenty more great deals you can get. How about $25 to just another Phoenix restaurant, which you hear me mention each morning here on the program, $12.50. You can also get $25 to Paisoni's. For $12.50, you can get $50 to $110 grill for $25. And we have a couple of great deals coming up, including $50 to Freestone City Grill for just $25 and $50 to Festiva Buffet for just $25. So you can check those all out, plus a whole bunch more of great deals at SeizeTheDeal.com. Make sure that you bookmark it and that you check it each morning because, as I said, we have new deals going up all the time. Sometimes we have deals we don't even talk about on the air. It's all just to reward you for listening to us and for heading on over to SeizeTheDeal.com each day. And if you get there and it doesn't show you all the local New Bedford deals, that's probably just because your IP address is showing up as being from somewhere else. Just select New Bedford from the locations list, and you will get all the great deals that we have here locally. All right, let's go into the newsroom now with Adam Bass. The judge overseeing the Trump classified documents case is suggesting the start of the trial may be pushed back past the mid-December date proposed by prosecutors. During a hearing in Florida on Tuesday, U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon told federal prosecutors their timeline was compressed and that cases like this take more time. Cannon did not set a trial date, but said she would issue an order on the matter promptly. A lawyer for President Trump argued that the upcoming election and the publicity it would bring to the case would make it impossible to get a fair trial prior to the election. 
Michigan's attorney general says she filed against 16 false electors who signed paperwork claiming former President Trump won the 2020 election. Attorney General Dana Nessel alleged on Tuesday that the group met in the basement of the state's Republican Party headquarters to sign certificates claiming they were the qualified electors for president for the state of Michigan. Nessel called them false electors and said they are being charged with eight felony counts each. The mother of a U.S. soldier detained after allegedly crossing into North Korea says she's shocked and just wants her son to come home. It was first reported yesterday that private second-class Travis King crossed the heavily fortified border and was taken into custody in the isolated nuclear-armed state. His mother, Claudia Gates of Racine, Wisconsin, said she can't see her son doing anything like that. King was part of a group taking a tour of a Korean border village when he apparently bolted across the border. Since word of King's crossing came to light on Tuesday, it was revealed that he was released from a South Korean jail last week after serving two months on, set on assault charges. He was expected to face military discipline after returning to the U.S. Meta is unveiling its own AI technology to rival ChatGPT. The program, called Llama 2, is a joint effort with Microsoft. The Facebook company says the next generation of the open-source large language model will be free for research and commercial use, just like OpenAI's counterpart. A blog post from Meta says making it openly available benefits all. There was no grand prize winner in Tuesday night's Mega Millions lottery drawing, pushing the jack up, jackpot up to an estimated $720 million. The next Mega Million drawing will be on Friday. No one won the jackpot in the, in the multi-state lottery since April. Meanwhile, players across the country will have a chance to win $1 billion jackpot in Wednesday night's Powerball drawing. And today we raise a glass to an American mining engineer. Bree Tennis has more. If you mix rum, lime juice, and sugar, you have yourself a daiquiri. Invented in 1898 by an American mining engineer in the Cuban town of Daiquiri, his name was Jennings Cox, and it said he invented the drink only because he ran out of gin. Happy National Daiquiri Day. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. In sports, the Red Sox fell 3-0 against the Oakland Athletics Tuesday night. The three-game series from Oakland will conclude Wednesday afternoon. That's today afternoon. The first pitch is scheduled for 3.37 Eastern Time. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Well, today we're going to have partly sunny skies with maybe a chance of a stray shower. It's a very low chance, but you might catch a sprinkle or two here and there. High near 86, but it will be humid today. Overnight tonight, partly cloudy skies, low of 66. And for tomorrow, we do get a break from that humidity with a mixture of sun and clouds throughout the day. High near 82. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 72 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's, New, New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Time to sit around and wait on the phone while you're getting up and getting ready? Send Tim a text using app chat on the WBSM app. Now, back to the Tim Weisberg Show.
Jackie, and you know, I hear that song, I always think of Dennis Leary on those little MTV vignettes I used to have. Marky Mark, no. R.E.M., no. I want the shiny people over here. I want the happy people over there. Anyway, 508-996-0500. We were talking about the um, police detective that who was shot in the face. Izzy in Fall River sends in a app chat message. Tim, that neighborhood is not safe, despite what the police chief has mentioned. It could have been anyone who might have been shot, a pedestrian, a child, someone sitting in their home. If there are gang members on the streets, it is not safe, bottom line. I appreciate and applaud the police department for being proactive to help clean up the streets. And that's the an important thing to remember here. This was at 845 at night. So this was at a time when people are still out and doing things, still bright out at this time of year at 845. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? you? Know, first, uh, all right. I want to, first of all, my thoughts and prayers go out uh, to the de- de- detective for a speedy recovery and for his family, too, in these hard times. Um, I was watching yesterday on Channel 7, WHDH Boston, uh, 7 News at 5, and they had their field reporter, and he was talking to Primo's pizza owner there on River Street. And uh, Primo's pizza owner told the field reporter that he heard four gunshots. And the uh, the owner of Primo's pizza also went on to say it's not the first time there's been gunshots on that street. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that field the same field reporter asked, uh, was talking to a, another man who said he thought he heard uh, four to five gunshots. And then uh, Channel 5's cameraman zoomed in on the side of a building where where it showed some uh, bullet holes on the side of the building. And uh, he, the Primo's owner told, uh, also told the reporter that something needs to be done, that that's not the first time there's gunshots. So there's conflicting uh, information coming from Police Chief Oliveira and uh, the business, some of the business owners who have to put up with that crap that's going on in uh, Rivet Street. I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the police are going to look at it from the perspective of, you know, are they going to admit that there's crime going on there? I mean, they're not going to come out and say, hey, listen, we know there's a gang issue around here. What, but what, whether or not that gang issue they feel is putting the public at risk. I feel anytime you have gang issues, the public's at risk because they're going to be put into the crossfire. But I don't think it's completely disingenuous for the chief to say, you know, that people don't have, people shouldn't be concerned that they are, going to be targeted by something well they don't have to be targeted by something that can just be an innocent bystander right. caught in gunfire and that's the thing and we've seen we've seen that happen so much where i mean not necessarily even gang related activity but we've seen enough cases where you know somebody is injured because there's a shooting and a bullet flies in the wrong direction and goes into goes into somebody's house Sometimes it can ricochet off a pole or off a car and hit somebody in their home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to get that clip, it's Channel 7 WHDH uh, 7 News at 5. It came on yesterday if you want to look into that. And you'll see the owner of Primos. And he was, uh, you can see the aggravation in his voice. Yeah. You yeah. Know, at the end, he says something that needs to be done. And he talked, he talked to New Bedford Light, too. So he's... You know, he, you can tell he's frustrated that he's bringing his case to the media to say, you know, that this this has to end here. Yeah, because you know he just he doesn't want his customers or any of the people or his own work staff to be a victim of a next stray bullet. 
Right. Absolutely. All right. Oh, and like I said, my prayers go out to the de- detective and and all the police officers. I pray for them. You know that uh, in their in their tough job and their duties they have to do. Absolutely. And you have a good day, uh, Tim. You as well. Take care. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. Good morning. I like that man that just called in. I, I, I like everything he says every time he calls in. Every single time. Now, your dog, your dog made you smell better than you usually do? Is that the complaint? <laughs> no, I said it made me smell different than I usually do. Oh, I, I don't know. usually smell like wet dog. I know. Every, every once in a while I may, and that's, that's you know, that's maybe, maybe I forgot to shower. But no, generally I don't smell like wet girl? dog. My dog is a girl. She's, uh, I think she's 13. Wow. Yeah, we lost our German Shepherds at 13. Brother and sister, they don't live long enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when we got this dog, she's half basset hound, half, half oh. lab, and they told us, you know, about you know, fourteen, fifteen years is the life expectancy. But uh, I don't yeah. know. I think, I think she's got a couple more years ahead of her still. Well, some cats live over twenty. I have a friend that had a cat that died exactly at twenty. What is your dog's name? Ruby. Oh, that's nice. She came. She came with that name. We we got her from the uh, animal shelter in Dartmouth when my son turned seven. That was his seventh birthday present, oh. and uh, and she was she's kind of like has like a reddish tinge to her. So the people who had her before named her Ruby. So we said, well, we might as well just keep that name. You should post that little story and put a picture of the dog so we all can see it. She's she's a very very cute and lovable dog. Everywhere she goes, people are. People are all uh, into it. her, and they want to pat her, and she's just very sweet. Well, on her birthday, you got to buy her a sandwich. Come oh, on. sure. No, I, I, I bring her <laughs> treats all the time. Her birthday's on Halloween, so it's the perfect dog for me. Oh. Now, just one a few words about that detective. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and, and you think of all the people that want to defund the police. It's ridiculous. You're not one of them, are you? Well, I don't. I, I, I haven't heard you say nothing, but you're not one of the ones that want to defund the cops, right? I don't see a need to defund the police. I think that there could be better training for anybody in any job, but I don't. Okay. I think the secret to that means that you have to give them more funding for that training, not less. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. I have won the Powerball. I got big plans for all them jackpot money. I would give the cops more money because they need more money. And, and, and the firemen, too. I haven't heard anything about defunding the fire station. Do they have that, too? No, I don't think that's a thing. Okay. Well, they would get all new fire trucks and more apparatus, whatever. They, I could spend that money so good, yeah? And you, even though you smell like a dog now, <laughs> I would still send you all over the place to make all the documentaries about ghosts and spirits that you want. You would be less and less at the radio station, which would, you know, probably miss you over there. But I'd give you everything you need to go and do all them documentaries, you know, new cameras and microphones and whatever you need. Well, much, much appreciated. Nice? I would did, do it, but don't forget the Winchester house. That'd have to be the first place. Oh, sure. Did you um? <laughs> do you, did you happen to see on History Channel last night? They had a, a documentary about the Bridgewater Triangle? No, I didn't, but I'm always in YouTube, and I, I, I watch every documentary there is. No, they just, this is, this is, you know, have you heard of the Skinwalker Ranch? Uh, it sounds familiar. So the Skinwalker Ranch is something that has become uh, a pretty popular thing in recent years. It, it The story started off with uh, these idea, the idea of these skinwalkers. It's out there in, in U- somewhere in Utah. And it, the skinwalkers were supposedly these shape-shifting, like Native American-type spirits. 
and some people think that they might be alien and all kinds of things. Yes, and I so, have heard of it. So they decided to do a, a TV series about it on History Channel, and now they're doing one called Beyond the Skinwalker Ranch, where they go to other paranormal hotspots and see if they're related. And so in last night's edition of that, they went to the Bridgewater Triangle. I, I haven't gotten to watch the whole episode, but I know some of my friends are in it. Mm. They, they actually right. were going to have me be in it, but then when it came time to film, I said, hey, what time do you guys want me? And they said, oh, no, never mind. We don't need you. So I was like, all right, whatever. Did you find out I smell like a dog? <laughs> well, I wish Ruby all the best and let her keep on stinking you up. The dog loves you and you have to smell like the dog. One last thing about that detective. I hope he can still work because we don't know the damages yet. He could be affected by this like forever, like his eyes. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know that. Too bad. But anyway, prayers for everybody. Oh, and Shawnee, I know you're listening, girl. <laughs> I haven't heard you too much, girl, and I, I, I'm still praying for you, and I, I like you, and I hope you come back. You know, in a way, she's a lot like me, Mr. Weisberg, because when something bothers you, you have to get it out, and that's what she did. It bothered her, but I know it's not hate. She don't have no hate in her. She's like me. I don't hate nobody. I still call you up even though you tick me off, but lately, since we don't talk about politics, we're good. See, if we have I a lot in common. Out, you know, if you say something bad about my Trumpy, I'm coming for you. Like <laughs> well, now. Just like now. His numbers are so high. And look, they're indicting him again. When are they going to stop? I, I guess when there's nothing left to indict him for. I know you're secretly going to vote for him, Mr. Weisberg, and I appreciate that. I really do. Well, if that's what you want to think. Okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 let you keep, I'll let you keep that. Thank you. All right, he was well. Take care. If that's what you want, if that's the sort of thing, I won't. Uh, I won't change your mind on that. Uh, but what I will say is, you, she's absolutely right. We don't know what the extent of the injuries are to Detective Gilbert. Uh, I'm sure you know we'll get updates on it as it goes along. But the important thing here is, you know, let's. It's it, he is the story, of course. But let's not make him the story either. Let's not make let, let's not lose sight of the fact of what happened and the fact that, you know, this could have happened to anybody, not just a police officer who just happened to be sitting in a car. Could have been anybody sitting in a car. So of course it is a big deal when a police officer is shot, but also this could have been anybody. 508-996-0500. Caller, just hang on briefly because I have to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few months. And welcome back. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Tim, this is your girlfriend. <laughs> Good morning. I'm a little upset because I think that lady was flirting with you. <laughs> and next thing you know, she's going to be voting for Biden. And, you know, it's just going to all fall apart. I, the reason I, <laughs> I was just saying, I would, never, I would never force somebody that's with me to vote a certain way, except for what it comes for what's for dinner. I know. Oh, oh that's right. You, you have standards. Um, is BSM going to have a presence downtown during the um, 50s night? We will. You, gonna, you will. Mm -hmm. Now, you know what I think would be a, a hoot if you had all these callers who I know just by their voice get together and so we can really see what we look like. Um, I know that when uh, Chuck, who was a regular caller, and I enjoyed him very much because he was so passionate about education, and he was, like, very um, commonsensical, when I saw his picture, I was, like, shocked because that's not how I pictured him at all. Same. 
yeah, it, it's, it was really um, an eye-opener for me that you can't tell what people look like by their voices all the time. You know, and, and I've, I've talked about this before when I had my, my Saturday morning show years ago. I talked about doing a listener mixer where we got together and everybody could kind of come in, you know, not, not anything formal, but just mm -hmm. like, you know, hey, we're going to have this room reserved at this restaurant this day. And if you want to come by, we'll all get together and have a bite to eat. You know, we, maybe we could go over to Festiva here. They have a little party room and, uh -huh. uh, you know, everybody can kind of just get together and, and meet each other and say hello. Now, are those things um, decided on the local level, or is that a corporate decision? I'm sure we could put something like that together. You know, we we, uh -huh. we put together, you know, being part of 50s night, you know, just asking Scott and Don if we could have a table down there last year, and now we're going to do it again this year. We'll be over near, uh, I believe we're going to be over by Family Dollar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I look forward to that. All right, we'll make sure you come on by and say hi. I'll be down there throughout the event, so. Okay, great. Thank you. All right, see you then. And, uh, yeah, so we are going to have, uh, I know, I believe Chris McCarthy said he's going to stop by for a bit. I haven't checked with Barry to see if he's going to come by, but he did last year. Um, Casey is probably not going to make it. Uh, she has uh, something else going on. But uh, let's see. Well, Jessica's off, but I think, I don't know if she's going to make the trip on her day off to come into the city, but maybe. And, of course, anybody else that wants to come on by will have the WBSM table. And you can come by and say hi and hang out with us. And we may, well, you know what? All right. I'm going to just tell you. I was going to wait and save it and make it a surprise until you got there at the table. But we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to see James Taylor in Boston. So if you want to come and enter to win those tickets, you can come on by our table. And there'll be a little bit. Of, there'll be a little QR code there to scan, and that will allow you to enter to win James Taylor tickets. So, I've seen fire. I've seen rain. I've seen people win by downloading the WBSM app and by scanning this QR code when they come by. It works. It's super easy to do. We'll be there to work you through it. Uh, we'll have some of our street teamers there to help you out as well. So I hope that you all get a chance to come by and say hi. And. Uh, of course, we'll have the music playing the whole time. If you want to come on by and show us your best 50s dance moves, we're cool with that, too. <laughs> Just don't expect me to get up there and take part in it with you. 508-996-0500. Let's take our final break of the hour and be back in a few moments. Well, we have uh, exactly a minute before we have to go into the news. But when we come back on the other side, we can talk some hot dogs because it is National Hot Dog Day. And uh, we can lean on that age-old question as a hot dog a sandwich, but I also want to talk about who has some of the best hot dogs around. We can talk about that coming up. And also, in the next hour, I want to talk about this sign that popped up on the Cape over the weekend promoting the Barnstable County Fair. It was a rather unfortunate sign that... Uh Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.